Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, happy Tuesday, and welcome to the East West. I'm your host, Fidel. Alongside with me, like always, are my co-hosts, Jerry and Kendall. How are you guys doing out there? Doing real good, Fidel. Doing good, Fidel. All right, guys. Uh, busy show today, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, let's start with the new signings in the NFL. So we have uh, Philip Dorsett going to Seattle. Robbie Anderson going to the Panthers. Uh, Devin Funches going to the Packers. And this one's a bit of a surprise. P.J. Walker, the quarterback in the XFL, signing with the Carolina Panthers. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, like um, like you said, there's been a lot of little under-the-radar Fred signings the past few days. Um, you left out one with the um, Brashard Perriman going to, going to the New York Jets. Yes, thank you. That was a um, – Yes, I think that was a. I think that's gonna be a pretty good move for them because the Jets right now they don't have a. They don't read. They lost Robbie Anderson to the Panthers, so um I think they got they still got Jamison Crowder. They got him last year from the Redskins. They um signed him, but I think he was banged up most of the year. And he's more of a slot receiver. Um, they got Bashard Perryman. He's been more of a journeyman wide receiver for them. But I mean, they, I'm, I'm, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do during the draft to get that um receiver situation addressed there in New York. Yeah, and just to add on, um, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that the Panthers are not tanking for Trevor. You know, uh, the signing with Robbie Anderson, I know that he had ties to Matt Rule to uh, to Temple, right? So, obviously, they're, he's, you know, he's going to feel at home with that coach. Um other than that, I mean, I think uh, Philip. I think that maybe with Philip Dorsett going to the Seahawks, I think that we're finally going to get to see what, you know, what he was supposed to be. Um, you know, he was a first rounder. Also, Rashard Perriman was a first rounder too last year. He did pretty. He he came in pretty clutch for the Buccaneers. You know, so you know those, those just to name a few those those, those signings. I think like what Kendall says, it kind of helps you so that it doesn't become a glaring need to your team, right? Yep. Right. And then, uh, well, the, the one that really surprised me was the P.J. Walker signing. Uh, I mm-hmm. believe, was he with Houston, Kendall? Yes, he was with the Houston Roughnecks. Oh, Roughnecks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. 
So that one was a bit of a surprise to me. I know, I mean, I know he had a really good season for the XFL, which was shortcut just because of all this uh, coronavirus thing going on. Uh, but that was a bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's a good sign and a great under radar signing for the Panthers. It's going to be something to look forward to whenever we can get back to football and to some football um, news or whatnot. But it's going to be really, it's going to be really, um, very interesting to see what goes on there. We already know, I mean, they gave Bridgewater a three year contract. So we're going to assume he's the guy. But if, you know, if PJ comes in there and he lights it up during, lights it up during camp or preseason, we might have a little bit of a um, quarterback problem going down there. On um, Carolina, so it might be. I mean, who knows what can happen? You know, he he's coming from the XFL, so we might have we might have something going on down there at the quarterback position down at Carolina. Yeah, yeah, and then just just to you know bring something old up as well, uh, Matt Flynn, he was a quarterback with the Packers and he signed with Seattle. I forget what he signed for, but it was a lot of money. That same year, they drafted a, a you know a kid named Russell Wilson. We all know what happened. You know, he he played really good in the preseason, and Matt Flynn never saw never saw the field. And, yep. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, we, yeah. We remember that one, Grant. Well, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, along with that PJ Walker signing, I mean, they they finally made it official. They released Cam Newton. Um, also, the other quarterback, Kyle Allen, that they signed, they traded him, so they got some asset yep. for Sounds him. Fun. So, yep. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Panthers are Panthers. They they look like they are building a team. You know they're they're building the team the way they want it. So, yeah, yeah. And then another another shocking news, I guess you can say, was uh, the center for the Dallas Cowboys, Travis Frederick, retiring mm-hmm. at 29 years old. Yeah, that one really caught me by surprise. I was on to be honest with you, uh, I was really just going through my phone. Then I can't. It came across my screen and said breaking news that Travis Frederick had, had announced a retirement. And I, um, I think it probably. I heard it kind of caught the Cowboys off guard. I know it caught a lot of people from the media off guard, but yeah, they wasn't. Um, they didn't know he was going through something, but they, I didn't think they expected him just to come out and that's for retirement. But now you know that gives that gives another need to answer the, the um, Dallas Cowboys long list of needs in this in this coming draft. So um, I heard some pretty good drafts at center, so they might be okay there. Find them a young center, maybe in the set in the third or fourth round. I think the Cowboys they do a good job addressing it. They've had great history with drafting offensive line players. I think that they, I think that the Cowboys kind of knew that this was coming. I mean, they did resign Joe Joe Looney. He filled in in that void when he was going through that. Uh, I don't know the exact illness. He got sick, right? Yeah, that illness that he couldn't. Yeah. You know, he was losing strength and whatnot. I do think that if you look at it big picture, I think that this has been molding for a while because, I mean, at one point I remember hearing reports saying that, you know, Leilon Collins was on, on his way out. And the reason why they drafted Connor McGovern uh, and and then um, that they uh, the other second-round offensive lineman that they got out of Texas, uh, Connor Williams. So the, they were saying what was going to happen was Leilon Collins was on his way out because, you know, they probably wouldn't be able to afford him. They were going to switch Connor Williams to right tackle and that McGovern was going to take over at left guard. So I think that if you look at the big picture with, with Looney and the re-signing of Leilon Collins, I do believe that they they had no, they had a feeling 
uh, something like this was brewing. I think there's more to the story than what we know. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, that he was, you know, a true warrior. You know, he had a great comeback. And, you know, overall, when you see centers in the league, I mean, he's just what you would like to see in every center. You know, he played with, you know, with so much passion and a, a true team player and, and, and very smart, you know, he would get, he was the one that would get the offensive line, you know, um, like he, he was the one that was calling or adjusting the lines and, and, you know, to make sure that they would pick up the blitz and whatnot. But yeah, it's, a, it's, it's truly, it's truly unfortunate, but Hey, you know, it's, it's health over anything. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll, you know, hopefully he'll be able to, 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 you know, enjoy the rest of his, uh, of, of, of his, you know, of his life with his family and whatnot. And, and you know what, maybe it shouldn't come as a shock. You know, we, we have seen more and more younger players retire just because, you know, due to injuries or just them just being scared about how they can live the rest of their life. You know, uh, we've seen, you know, like junior say, uh, he had a lot of concussions, you know, he, and we know what happened with, you know, to him. Um, there's just a lot of players that, you know, they play so they play the game so hard that sometimes you know they they rather play the game than actually sit out you know because they're injured. So definitely something that maybe is going to become a, a new trend. You know, players retiring. You know, still you know pretty young. I, I the the from the the people that were reporting on um, the one that I feel that oh man I just hope that he is able to pick up and and find a team. It's Cam Newton. Um, I mean, honestly, when you look around the landscape, it's just like almost every team has already like, you know, has a quarterback in place. Yeah. So it, it's very interesting. I know I saw I saw a report on the Patriots saying that they weren't interested. And then I saw another report saying that they were going to take their time and mm-hmm. that there was a very minimal interest. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, schematical fit. It, it all comes down to that. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about that here soon. Um, also, too, just uh, some other signings that happen around the league that we haven't mentioned. Um, running back from the Buccaneers, Peyton Barber, actually signed with the Redskins. Uh, we have the former Chargers receiver, Travis Benjamin, going to the 49ers. And then we did see that also Jaguars signed defensive back Rashard Melvin to a one-year deal. Um, uh, um, yes. Also, for that one, um, add that you know the New England Patriots they released their longtime kicker yes the other day, Stephen Guskowski. Yes. Uh, yes, they um they cut him. He had been de- dealing with some injuries to his hip or whatnot, and um uh, it's it's a move that we've seen coming with the Patriots. Um, I was reported they coming anyway because. He had just he just the past couple of years his kicking everything it had it went down it went down real quickly, and um he he missed some big kicks for the Patriots year four last and come into last year that's why they put him on IR so you know I think it was I think that um the Patriots they're probably gonna look to draft a kicker some somewhere later in the draft but I don't think it'd be a big need for them right away. Yeah, we kind of saw the writing on the wall with that one too. He he is a bit older as well, and he's yeah. how you mentioned he's just been injured. So yeah, he's been he's been one of the staples of the um the long dynasty that the Patriots have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so with Brady leaving, Goskowski leaving, he was the he was the last longest tenure there. So you know he's gone from there right now. Yeah. So just another position the Patriots have to fill. <laughs> um, 
long <laughs> yeah. list of other ones. All right, guys. So now the biggest free agents that are remaining are going to be the quarterbacks. So one of them being Jameis Winston, which we know that's not going to go back to Tampa Bay because <laughs> Tom Brady's there now. And today uh, the Panthers officially released Cam Newton. Now we've been hearing a lot of noise about you know that happening, especially after Teddy uh, Bridgewater signed with them. So where do you guys see these two quarterbacks going? Um, I, I see Cam Newton possibly landing with the um Los Angeles Chargers. Um, rumors were out that the Chargers and Bears were in on trying to trade for him, but they just didn't want to give up. They figured that the Panthers would probably end up releasing Cam. So I think um. I think they're going to swoop back in there to, to the sweepstakes of Cam Newton. I think they're going to um, end up signing him. They got Tyron Taylor right now on the roster, and um, I've heard they're probably interested in Justin Herbert or Jordan Love in the draft, or maybe even Tua, by the way. But I think they might. I think the Panthers are going to go. I think they're going to try to sign Cam Newton. That's, that's what I'm thinking. That's my hinge on, on that situation right there. I would say uh, James Winston. I think that a backup role would be more for him. Uh, you know, I, I think that the two teams that being linked, well, the main team he's being linked to is the Steelers, um, you know, as a like a one year deal type backup role. Um, I've said, you know, he still has that star power. I think that, you know, maybe a backup role to Gardner Minshew there in Jacksonville. I think that would be a great place for him uh, because, yeah. because remember, Garrett Minshew, he, he, he had his struggles and. And they brought in, you know, they. Uh, I think there was what I think a week or two that they they set him out, and then they brought him back in. Yeah. So After Nick Foles got hurt, and he, he was uh, healthy to come back, and he played, and he played like trash, and they benched him, and yeah. So. Yep. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, it'd be good to have that, and I know that you know Shad Khan is very big on you know bringing in well he wants to sell tickets right and i think yep. that the biggest thing with jacksonville is that um jacksonville doesn't you know you know offer the greatest entities that you know that people would want to come from all over the place to come watch so i think if you were to land somebody like you know a james winston you know maybe in a, and just let them know hey it's a backup role but you know you work your butt off you know i think that you know, you can't forget he threw for 5,000 5, yards. Yeah, he had a lot of interceptions. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, but but still, I mean, <laughs> I think that that would be a great landing, uh, landing spot. And, like, just to touch on uh, what Kendall said, I think Cam Newton to the Chargers just makes way too much sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, they it was made public that last year they couldn't really even sell tickets um, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a quarterback with just he's a star, superstar. yeah, superstar, yeah. He's star power. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and he's always been a very exciting, you know, quarterback to to watch. I think that you know, even now, I mean, he's matured so much. You know, he doesn't he doesn't you know sit he doesn't sit with the towel in the corner. I mean, yeah, he still does the towel over the head, but just saying, like he he's he's matured so much and. And he understands because he's been to a Super Bowl, and that's the one thing is that he has been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys on the Cam situation. Um, and real quick, there, 
another spot to watch out for Jameis Winston. I think um sit behind Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I think you know Aaron, he's getting kind of up there in age. You know he he hasn't shown signs that he's declined or whatnot. But I mean it wouldn't it wouldn't have hurt for the Green Bay Packers to have a reliable backup there behind him. It's something I seen yesterday. I was watching I watching a sports show and they said that it would, um James Winston would be there would be a great spot for him to land is in Green Bay but um behind Aaron Rodgers and Pittsburgh that's, yeah. that's a great spot as well but I think if the Aaron Rock behind sit behind Aaron Rodgers I think there's a great spot for James Winston as well yeah no I I feel like Cam to the Chargers just makes too much sense for me Chargers they're ready to win now they have, they have a really good team uh just last year it seemed yes. you know injuries and then also Philip Rivers you know, with the turnovers, it was just holding back the team. Now, another yes. team, possibly for for Jameis Winston. Just just hear me out. The Denver Broncos. Why? Because they have a young quarterback still. He only played a couple of games yeah. last year. Jameis, you know, he's played a lot in the league. So why not have him, you know, sit in the bench, you know, kind of, or maybe even fight for that starting job as well. I feel like that might be a good situation for Jameis. Um, another one would be Pittsburgh as well for him. You know, Mike Tomlin's there, you know, as a veteran coach. Um, just the organization is kind of like a no BS organization. So, um, you know, probably keep right. him out of trouble as well. Yes, that's a, um, that's a, that's a great spot for him. And, and one thing to think about with um, back to Cam Newton, when Cam was having some of his good years in Carolina, he had those two big receivers on the outside. He had Devin Funches and he had Kevin Benjamin. So he, um, when he had those guys, then then they had Greg Olson too. When he had them, Cam was having some of his best years with those guys. Let's think about what the Chargers got. They got you know Mike Williams on the outside. They got Hunter Henry inside, and they got Keenan Allen. They got three big targets for Cam Newton, and they got a running back in Austin Eckler. I think there's a tremendous fit for Cam Newton to, to go to the Chargers. I mean, it is it, it doesn't even sound no better for him to go there. That's a great fit. Yeah, just just the only thing would, on that one would be the money. Like, how much is he going to want? Yes. No one's going to want to pay him a lot. And, yeah. he, and I'm sure he feels like he's a top quarterback in this league. Yeah, and see, the thing with Cam, he's in an unfortunate situation because the Panthers, they did him no favor by waiting so long. I know they couldn't get a trade for him, but they waited a little longer to release him. All the quarterback vacancies, they're already just about filled now. I mean, I don't know. I can't – besides the Chargers – and maybe the Patriots, but rumor has it that they're not interested at the moment. I don't know no other direct spot that Cam could go to and compete for a starting quarterback right I now. Just, I just can't see him uh, see him in New England. I can see him with the Chargers, but not not with the Patriots. No, yeah, it's a tough situation he's in. I mean, hopefully it's not a, a Kaepernick situation, right? Although I know it's two different. We're talking about two different situations. But I mean, Cam, like we we said, you know, he's a superstar. You know, he, he's gonna bring, he's gonna bring people to sell tickets. He, yeah, he's gonna bring them to the stands, and 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 like what you said, I mean, L.A. is probably one of the most, you know, top places where, you know, you bring the best of the best, and they come to watch. And you know, uh, I think that why not? You know, the Chargers. Why not the Chargers? I mean, would you rather trust? A rookie, um, a rookie, or would you rather trust Tyrod Taylor? Where we know, you know, we know what he can do, right? Yeah. Not saying, not saying he's bad, but we know what we know what he could do. 
We've and, seen. Yeah, and we, we've seen his limitations as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and then the other thing, too, you know, originally we all thought that, you know, Cam going to Washington would be the perfect fit. Ron Rivera's there, which was his head, you know, all the head coach for a long time. So we were thinking, well, maybe he's going to go to Washington. But they actually ended up training for Kyle Allen. Right. So to me, that was a big surprise. Yeah, it was. Yep, yep they, they were right there, man, because, I mean, that was, that was the spot that I, I, I pointed. I said, okay, if Cam could go anywhere right now where there's familiarity at and he could start right away, I thought I threw Washington out there right then. It was Washington, and then I said the Chargers, and then I said maybe New England, maybe. I think with New England, the you know, rumor had that they were interested that, that they were interested in Andy Dalton, and then rumors had it again that they're not interested in Andy Dalton at the time. So maybe they're sold on Jared Stidham, and I just I can't find a spot for this. I can just put lay my finger on it right now and say, okay, Cam can go right there and start right now. And, and the only spot I can see is, is just the, um, the Los Angeles Chargers. So I mean, it, I think Cam, like I said, he's in an unfortunate situation at the moment. He's what about? Yeah, go ahead, Jerry. I'm, I was just gonna say he's a fighter. He'll find he'll find a spot. Uh, I think that the biggest knock with with Cam is just that, you know, he's just he's just a little bit unique. Uh, he has a, a different character mindset, and you know, just some some you know, to some coaches, GMs, and 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 maybe even to some of the uh, owners, it's just they're not used to that. You know what I mean? Like you know, because. You know, he, he's the type of guy that likes to kind of be a a, uh, a trendsetter. You know, he he really likes the fashion scene, and you know, we see him with the hats. And I, I saw somebody just recently uh, going on a rant saying about the way he texts. You know what I mean? So, the font. I, yeah, the font, the, the font. But I, you see, but you see, that just shows you the mat- uh, the maturation that he's done. So, uh, a little. Backstory to Cam is he's invested into so many, you know, instead of spending all his money, he's actually invested uh, a lot of it into things that, that, you know, could possibly, you know, bring him money back. So I think he, he just opened up a, because he's a big cigar guy, right? I think he opened up one in, uh, you know, a cigar, like a cigar lounge in, in Atlanta, I think it was. And, um, and, the, and when you do a little bit of backstory, that font, it's an app. You can buy it. I think it's only like $2, I think. And you can actually, you know, you can install it into your phone and you can actually text that way too. So it's just, these are things that he's doing, like, you know, in, like stuff that you don't see players do, which is like invest into something aside from football, right? So just, like yeah. I said, he, he, he's, he, he'll find a spot and by the time you know it, you know, He'll be, he'll be back to you know he'll be back to that exciting cam that makes every play interesting. Yeah, I mean, as far as the, if he's looking for a starting job, the only one that seems to be available is going to be, you know, with the Chargers. As far as Jameis goes, he's not going to get a starting job this year. He's going to be a backup somewhere. Um, another place that would make sense also would be the Eagles. Carson Wentz gets hurt a lot, you know, mm-hmm. so that would be another interesting place for you know Jameis Winston to go. Yeah, that's that's a great spot for him there, along with, like I said, Green Bay and along with Jacksonville. If you want to start right away, I think he can go there and compete with Gordon Minshew and, like, see what goes on there. I mean, nobody – they haven't came out. 
I mean, I know they got rid of foes, but I mean, we haven't seen enough of Minshew just for us to say that, yeah, he's their guy. So I think if I mean, hey, why not just stay? You went to college at Florida State. You played. You played both your career at Tampa Bay. You stay right in the Florida area and go play for the go. Um, go sign a lesser deal to play for the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say you know maybe the uh, Miami Dolphins, but we all know they're probably going to draft the quarterback, which is probably going to be Tua. But that if they weren't in a situation where you know they. You know, they didn't have anybody in mind, or they had a, a lower draft pick. That might be a spot that he would go. But we'll definitely have to keep a keep an eye on the situation, see where these two quarterbacks end up playing. Yep, let's do. All right, guys. So the NFL draft is about a month away. So what we're going to start doing on the show is we're going to start doing a mock draft. So on tonight's episode, we're going to do the first, the top 10 picks, uh, starting off with the Bengals at number one. So, you know, uh, the obvious choice would be Joe Burrow, a quarterback out of LSU. Uh, yeah, I think um the Bengals right now, I think, yeah, they're going to go Joe Burrow there. They still got Andy Dalton on the roster. But I think between now and the draft, they'll probably end up trading him. Well, I doubt they trade him if they hadn't got rid of him yet. They probably just go end up cutting him and somebody would pick him up. Well, yeah, like I said, if you're the Bengals, you're looking for somebody to come in and and try to turn that franchise, you know, back around and get back to some of their winning ways with with like with, like they were when they up under Marvin Lewis when they're going to the playoffs in a consecutive season. I think Joe Burrow there they like Bengals they got their their team, they got numerous names. But you got to get the face of that franchise intact there. And I think Joe Burrow would be a great pick for the Cincinnati Bengals there at one. I'm going to agree. You know, I think that, you know, I think when you have a lot of time, especially scouts and whatnot, they start to nitpick here and there. Um, but he's been consensus, uh, you know, the top pick. Uh, I, I know that I've heard some people knock that, he doesn't have the arm strength, right, for that for that kind of win, right, that Cincinnati has. But I'll tell you this: I mean, the guy knows how to play. He knows how to play quarterback. Uh, the, just the way he works the pocket, I mean, and and the way he can take a hit and just you know just stand there, take the hit and get the throw. He has great anticipation. It just makes too much sense, um, especially you know you bring in a, a you know the. Um, Zach Taylor, right? That's his name. The, yeah. the, the coach. Yeah, he came. He comes from the uh, from the McBay tree. So, and we say it like if it like if it's his tree, right? Because McVay, <laughs> but McVay yeah. actually came from you know Kyle Shanahan and you know Mike Shanahan's coaching tree. But but still, you know, definitely it's going to be a quarterback that it just fits that system. Yeah, and he's from the uh, Ohio area, so. You know, it just makes sense. He had a he had you know one of the best years that you know a college player has ever had. Um, you know, winning the national championship, winning the Heisman Trophy, and just having the season that he had—a perfect season. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the games that stood out to me was the Alabama game. That that game was going back and forth. I believe they had a big lead in the beginning, but then Alabama actually came. You know, they came back, but you know, he was able to lead them to score at the end. So. To me, it's a no-brainer. They're going to have to draft Joe Burrow. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, All right. So, with pick number two, the Washington Redskins. So, I think we all agree on this one as well. Chase Young, Ohio State. 
Yes, I think Chase Chase Young is going to be a great pick for the Redskins. The Redskins are still trying to rebuild that defensive line, and they they've got some talent there. They got some. Um, they got two kids from Alabama. They got Deron Payne, and I want to say Jonathan Allen. They got those two guys there, and they got Ryan Ker- Ryan Kerrigan is still there for the contrary, as you know, outside linebacker. Yeah. Now, if you get Chase Young there with the Washington Redskins, this could end up being the best de- defensive front. And the in the NFC and the I think in the, in the NFL altogether, if they get Chase Young, I mean th- this guy is a freak. And then look at look at the division they're in. You got you gonna, he's gonna be chasing after Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and um Daniel Jones for the next ten to fifteen years, next 10, 12 years. Yeah. Probably. So I mean I think if you're the Redskins, you know you got. I mean some of them are sold on Haskins and some not. So we don't know what they're gonna do there, but we're gonna we're, let's just say hypothetically they stay with Haskins there. And let's get get a, let's see what he's about. But I think you know, let's get that defensive line right. If we can if we can get Chase Young there, you got you, you're gonna have your defense intact. And I think he could do some big things in Washington. Yeah, and then you know the coach you know there now is Ron Rivera, but also most importantly the defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. We know what you know what he did with Denver on that yes, defensive that, line. Yeah, yes, great know, well, Yeah, exactly. So he they had a really good defensive line. Yeah, he also did that with the Raiders too. Yeah. Uh, most I I know that you know he's a once in a generational type talent. Um, it's unfortunate, right? Because last year the Redskins, you know, they traded back into the first round to get Montez Sweat, also from Mississippi State, the defensive end slash outside linebacker, right? Because they were running a three four, now they're going to run a four three. Um, so I think that. You know, there's going to be some odd men out. And then they also got a late-round gym in Dennis. I think that's the way you yep. you pronounce his name. So that defensive line is going to be – it's going to be loaded and it's going to have a great rotation. So I, I just think you, you go with the best player available, even though you have some needs. And then there's a lot of uncertainty with Trent Williams. Is he going to stay or is he going to be traded? So, I mean, let's just go ahead and just – we're going to keep it safe. We're going to go Chase Young here. Yeah, it just – he's – I mean, I think he's the best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just – he's just a – he's a monster. Kind of yes, reminds I mean, me of that J- J- uh, Jadavion Clowney came out too. Yes. He was just kind of an impact player as well. And let's, well, not, forget, let's not forget they got Ruben Foster coming back next year. He tore his ACL last yeah. year at training camp. He's a linebacker. He's coming over from the 49ers. He really – for now, he he couldn't stay on the right track there. So I mean, he's still. He, I don't even. I don't even think he's twenty six years old yet. He's still, no, he's still young. Yeah. So the Redskins, they got some talent there, man. I'm telling you, they're building something there on defense very quietly there in Washington. Yeah. Well, they got rid of uh, Dunbar. They traded yeah, him. For, got traded. They, they got traded for a fifth round pick, and yeah. and he was very productive though. I mean, I that I I guess it goes back to a scheme fit. I guess. But I mean, he was. I think like a, he's a six foot two, you know, range, rangy yep. corner. So I, I, arms. Yeah, I just think that maybe. The, I guess I guess it's one of those things where contract, you know, the contracts coming up, trying to keep your, you know, you trying to keep your cap low. So, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. They 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 probably see something that they like in later rounds for a corner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. With the number three pick, the Detroit Lions. So this one, I think, too, is kind of a no-brainer. Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State, the defensive back. 
Yeah, that's go um I think this it's the more obvious pick for the Detroit Lions. You know, they just they just traded Darius Slay last week. They traded him over to Philadelphia. They brought in Desmond Trufant from the Falcons. They um they signed him to a, um like a two or three year deal there in um Detroit. So I think um you know and Desmond Trufant he's not gonna be tr- he's not gonna be your number one corner, but he's gonna be he's gonna be a great number two corner. Jeff, what we've seen from Jeff Okuda in college, this guy is legit. His 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 NFL comparison is Jalen Ramsey, and I think you bring in um Jeff Okuda, he's a day one starter right then. You can just put him in and start. You can please a plug and play guy. I think he he's gonna be pretty good for Detroit Lions. He's a long he's he's a he's a, he's another he played on the long side with Chase Young in, in Ohio State. He's another athletic freak. So I think that um Jeff Okuda there for the Lions that that's a great that's a great luxury pick there for Detroit. Yeah, and uh, one one of the knocks that you know people are you know saying that he didn't get enough interceptions, but I mean nobody wanted to throw his side. Yep, two things, two ways you can look at it. Yep, watch, watch the tape. I mean, you can see it all season long. Yeah, well, I it's just one of those things is 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 the defensive the defensive line. I mean, they they took some. Well, I'm not talking about the ends. I'm talking about like in the middle. I think that. I, I don't think that they they brought back everybody. Or was it was his name Mike? Dan- it's Mike Daniels. He retired, didn't he? Oh, Mike Daniels. Yeah. I think he retired. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think so. And, and so he w- he was right there, right next to uh, Ashawn Robinson. So it's just one of those things where you look at a uh, a defensive tackle, uh, Derek Brown out of Auburn, mm-hmm. and it's just and it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, you know what is what is your biggest need? You know. Right now, I mean, but definitely, I think that you know Okuda is gonna is gonna provide them what they need for 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 that defense to be successful. Uh, you know, something similar to what Stephon Gilmore does for the Patriots, since that is exactly the uh, defense that they're running. So, you know, I I think at this point you go with Okuda. He he comes with a ton of he comes with a ton of confidence, swagger. Um, not, not to mention, you know, he's very physical at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think he ran in the, in the four, four range, which is pretty good speed. And, uh, you know, he just, he's just one of those guys that just, you know, great tackler. So you know, at this point, you know, when you look at the rest of the defensive backs and at the rest of uh, the rest of the draft, it's a big, it's like just a cliff, you know, almost like a cliff, right? So you don't have. A grouping, so the next best, you know, corner is not going to be as good as Akuda. So you would have to go with Akuda. Yeah, and then you know, just talking about his swagger—that's something that Darius Slay brought to that Detroit Lions team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he got traded to Philadelphia, so just this pick just makes sense for him. You know, for the Lions to do, you know, just to replace them, and then he's going to be playing alongside Mark, uh, Marcus Trufant. Definitely, you can yeah. probably learn. You can yeah. probably learn. How it is to be a pro. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So with the number four pick, the New York Giants, uh, we have them taking Tristan Wirfs off him to tackle out of Iowa. Yes, I think that's a um that's a great pick for the Giants. They gotta get that offensive line shaped up right. They've been trying to do it for a few years now. But you know, you got Saquon Barkley back in the backfield, you got your young, your second year quarterback. Daniel Jones, I, I, I could believe he's you know he started to come into his own at the end of last year. I think um you, you go ahead and get that tackle there and get him there to solidify because 
you know, in the NFC East, you're going against the Redskins, that that great defensive line that it's going to be. You got the Cowboys with Demarcus Lawrence, and you know they just, they signed Gerald McCoy, and you know, they, I'm pretty sure they're going to be for that D line to draft. Then you know the Philadelphia Eagles, they've always got the quarterback there with Fletcher Cox and Brendan Graham. So I think that's a great pick for the Giants. Let's show up your short offensive line and make sure we can protect our quarterback and open up lanes for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um, and the thing with Dave Gettleman is that he's always drafted, you know, defensive linemen. But I think that he understands that, you know, we need to protect our, you know, their franchise quarterback, right? And uh, also protect Saquon Barkley too, right? Because – you know, if your offensive line is, is getting pushed back, well, then those two are not going to last very long, and that's not what you would like in your future. So I think that that is – it's going to ultimately be that pick. I know that some had Jared Willis uh, – Wills, I'm sorry, from Alabama ranked a little bit higher, but Tristan Wirfs lit up the combine. So, you know, sitting, sitting right there, I think that he'd give you the best – you know, he'd give you the best option at offensive line because Iowa's always bumped out some of the best uh, offensive linemen. Yeah, and then well, the two most important players on that, you know, New York Giants team, it's Daniel Jones, the quarterback, and then Saquon Barkley, the running back. So why not get Daniel Jones some protection mm-hmm. and why not help out Saquon Barkley on the offensive line so that way he can run? Because right. we saw – we did see some issues with that last season, you know, where, you know, Saquon got hurt. He came back from injuries and he wasn't really, he wasn't getting any help as far as up front goes. Yeah. All right. So next, next on the draft would be the Miami Dolphins. So with this pick, we have them uh, picking Tua, quarterback out, out of Alabama. Yes, that's another great pick for the Dolphins. They got um they got Ryan Fitzpatrick there, but we all know Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a journeyman. He's not he's not gonna be a long term answer. He'll come in and give you a few games here and there and then he'll turn back into Ryan Fitzpatrick, as as we always say. So I think um I think Tua that is a great pick for the Dolphins. He can be the face of your franchise. He just started back working now. He actually posted a video yesterday and he looks tremendous and you know, he was getting rid he's getting that ball out of out of his hand, it was coming out like I mean, like a rocket. He, he was really getting rid of the ball. And to um, scouts say, well, reporters and everybody else say that he's already ahead of schedule, and we're nowhere near August, September, whatnot. So I think, um, I think the Dolphins there, they go ahead and get your franchise guy. You know, you ended you individual New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills, they got their guy. Um, you know, the Jets already got their guy with Sam Donald, Josh Allen's in Buffalo. Um, we believe the Patriots are going to go with Jared Stidham, but you know, who knows what Belichick and the Patriots are thinking. They may come surprises on draft day, so I think if you if you're a Dolphins, go ahead. You cannot pass up on tour. Let's go ahead. Go ahead and take your go ahead and take your quarterback there. It's a great pick for the Miami Dolphins. Well, the biggest slogan this last season was "Tank for Tua," <laughs> well, you, yeah. right? And I'm, I'm pretty sure it sold a lot of shirts. But oh, yeah. I think I think when you look at that pick, I mean, they with the off season additions they've made in free agency. I think that they put themselves in a position to, you know, take a quarterback at that slot. Um, I I just, when you look at the big pictures, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, uh, that owner also, right, Ross, he just, he he wants to fill the seats, you know, he wants the big names, the splashy names. And, you know, I think that, I think that, you know, Tua has been 
one of the most polarizing, you know, quarterbacks uh, just in college football in general. So definitely it'd be one of those that maybe would finally solve the problem, right, of of replacing Dan Marino, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and oddly enough, they were the same number. I don't know how that would work out, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see once they once they draft him, right? right. Yeah. And, and you know what? A lot of people forget that before Tua was injured, him and Joe Burrow were kind of like neck and neck as far as who's going to be the you know first quarterback taken in the draft. Yeah. Which I mean, I still have my reservations about Joe Burrow just because he only had one really good year. And uh, he had a really good team around him, you know, offensively and defensive. And, I mean, Tua did have some help, but it wasn't a lot. Not like him. Right. Yeah. So, that's where we have Tua going to the Dolphins. All right. So, next pick, the Los Angeles Chargers. So, this one, too, is kind of a no-brainer as well, you know, as long as they don't sign Cam Newton, uh, would be Justin Herbert. Uh, quarterback out of Oregon. Yes, I think um, Justin Herbert. I think you can almost you can all but just pencil him in there for the Chargers. There, I, everything I'm hearing is that they're going to go with Justin Herbert. I've been this right here's been going on for the past month or so before you know the Cam Newton thing had even came out. But I think Justin Herbert he's going to be a great pick there. Go ahead and get your franchise. You in the same division with Patty Patrick Mahomes. Now you got Derek Carr in the Las Vegas in the Las Vegas Raiders there. Um, the Darren Broncos and um, John Elway, they seem so on their guy with Drew Locke. So, I mean, if you're the Chargers, you got all that talent. Phillip Rivers, he's gone. You got Tyrod Taylor. He's more like a, like your bridge guy. He's not going to be the guy that gets you over the top or into the playoffs and deep. Let's go ahead and get in Justin Herbert and surround him with all that talent. And you know, they kind of addressed the offensive line this offseason because, you know, they were, they was in on Tom Brady. But I'm, what I was told that Tom Brady was their first off. Second option is going to be to go in the draft and get a quarterback while keeping Tyrod Taylor on the roster and whatnot. I think if you put Justin – because, I mean, let's not forget, he didn't have a lot of talent at Oregon. I mean, I mean, when I mean, when the last time we've heard Oregon wide receivers, you know, being thought of or being talked about a lot or, you know, their tight ends per se. So I think, you know, if you beat um, you go ahead and you put Justin Herbert in that Chargers scheme, I think he can do some nice things with those weapons they got on, that, on the outside. So I think Justin Herbert to the Chargers there is a tremendous pick for the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I would add, you know, the it, he's just he's just a very humble individual. Yes. So you know, we might we may have some people that don't agree with his pick. You know, uh, you know, some people may have the actual the, the two players we mentioned. They might actually have him flip flop right, but still, um, I think that you know with Herbert, he hit. He's done everything that you'd you'd want a you know you'd want not only a quarterback but you'd want any college player to do right you know go to the go to the all star game you know, go to the combine you know uh, definitely I think he he got to do his pro day um, so you know with him you know he has he has the arm he has the arm talent you know sometimes some people question some some of his decision making but. I mean, what quarterback's not going to give you that? You know what I mean? Coming out of college, decision making. So definitely, I think you know when you have somebody established, whether it be Tyrod Taylor or Cam Newton, it'd be good to groom in you know your future. And I do think that Justin Herbert does have the intangibles to become a franchise quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and then 
just one of the knocks on on you know Justin Herbert. I mean, to me, it's not a big issue, but you know they're bringing up that he was never outside of Eugene, Oregon, that he was always been in Oregon. He's never you know gone anywhere different besides whenever he went to the combine. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, just to me, if you're going to draft a quarterback, I would draft him. You know, they 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 have Tyrod Taylor, so Justin Herbert doesn't have to start right away. Right. But you never know. You know, if preseason if plays better than than yeah, definitely start him. He's got enough talent, and uh, you know, around him to succeed. I feel. Right. Yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert. I think he's the guy. Like I said, I know a team that would love for him to drop, but we're not even going to get in that. <laughs> but Justin Herbert yeah. there to the Chargers. That, that's a great pick there. Yeah. All right, guys. So with the next pick, which would be pick seven, we have the Carolina Panthers. So for this pick, uh, they're looking to replace, you know, a big hole on that defense, you know, since uh, Luke Keekley retired this offseason. So for this pick, we, we have them taking Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, linebacker. And I'll go first on that. Um I think that this pick makes a ton of sense. It's just one of those things that, especially when you look at, the, at your division, you know, you, you want to look at your division, and we've mentioned the star power in that division uh, most, you know, most recently that we've been talking about was Tom Brady, uh, you know, and then you got you got the Saints, you know, and then um, – I'm sorry, I drew a blank. But anyways, what I was trying to say is what you always want to do is you want to make sure that you have the right pieces the right pieces in place to shut down what what your you know what your division's you know top pieces have in place. And with him, like you know, what you said, you can line him up anywhere, uh, and he can and he can play anywhere, you know. I think when I think when they actually looked at, at his stats, he lined up everywhere. Free safety, safety yeah. Uh, corner slot and and even edge and linebacker. So definitely, I think that you know if you're trying to stop somebody, let let's just say, uh, let's just say you need somebody to stop uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, right. That division is going to be loaded now with talent. Exactly. So I think that this pick just makes the most sense. Um, and you know, at the combine, he came out and he showed off. Oh so. man, a really good. Yeah. I think somebody referred to him as a unicorn. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was kind of funny. And I was unique. like, well, yeah, unique. He, you know, he, he was faster than what you know most people more more uh, more than what scouts were expecting him to run on that forty. I don't have the time, you know, exactly in front of me, but I know it was pretty quick. Four three nine. Four three nine. Yes, that's a um, that's a great pick for a different Carolina. Like a slight jersey. You know, if you look at somebody to fill that void left. By some of the leaders that are out of the door there in Carolina, I mean, there's there's no there's nobody else in the job. I think Isaiah Sam, like he's a freak of athlete. You can line him up safety, slot corner, linebacker, no DN. Like he he can do it all, and you know. And then again, he's right there, and he played at Clemson in South Carolina, so he'd be close to North Carolina. So I mean, he's he's right around his home right there. So I think I mean it'd, it'd be an easy transition from I think Isaiah Simmons. If the Carolina Panthers pass on him, I think I mean. It, it would be a huge mistake. But I think Isaiah Simmons is going to be their guy there for Carolina. Yeah, again, it just it just makes too much sense. They need you know somebody to replace Luke Keekley. Uh, when I know that they signed uh, to hear Whitehead, 
here recently as well. But that would just be, you know, somebody else that would help him, you know, a veteran presence on that team. Well, it just makes sense with Matt Rule. I think that Matt Rule would know how to bring out the best in him. Yes. All right. So with the next pick, we have the Arizona Cardinals. So we do have them taking Jedrick Willis Jr., offensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, yeah, right there for Arizona. Like I said, they um they traded DeAndre Hopkins, their wide receiver, last week. So I mean, I mean the Arizona Cardinals they acquired DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry about it. They acquired DeAndre yeah. Hopkins there, and mistakenly right there. And so I think they re- they 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 got their receiver positions um signed up there. They got they got that field there, their receiver board. So I'm thinking, hey, let's go get some protection for Kyler Murray. We got all these nice weapons. We you know Fitzgerald there in the slot. You know, we just got Hopkins, just got DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans or whatnot, and they got Kristen Kirk too. So then, you know, they got a running back. They re-sign, they resigned their running back or whatnot. So you know, why not? Let's just go, let's get some protection for our young quarterback. He's our franchise. He's already undersized or whatnot. So we need to get as much protection as we can for Arizona. So I think to get that that offensive line solidified there, that, that's great for Arizona. He he's gonna he would and he would be perfect, right? Because I think that the the most of his reps were at the right tackle position, and uh, we saw that the Karen, the Cardinals gave um, DJ Humphreys a an extension. So, you know that I I, I believe it just makes a ton of sense. You got to protect Kyler, you know, give him just a little bit of time. Even though sometimes he looked like he didn't need the time because he was just scrambling all over the place, but you know, I'm just saying. It's best to protect your quarterback after the addition of DeAndre Hopkins and the other plethora of wide receivers you have. Uh, you know, let's go ahead and protect them, and let's just open some some rushing lanes for uh, Kenyon Drake. So, makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and then we'll you know give your quarterback time to throw. It seemed like every time I was watching the Arizona Cardinals game, he was on the run. Yeah. You know, he was just running for his life. Poor little guy. Um, you know, so just, you know, give him some time to throw. And now he's going to have some weapons, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins being there now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with the next pick, which is pick nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars, we have them taking Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. It just makes too much it sense. Does. I mean – they, they release. Uh, they traded Khalil's Campbell to the Ravens. Um, they did not. They did not. Uh, I think they released Marcel Darius. Yeah, they yes, they cut him. Uh, yeah, yeah, they cut him. So you know, I, they do have a defensive tackle there. Um, I, I believe they actually played him at defensive end as well. Uh, Tavon Bryan. He came out of Florida. Florida. So yeah. So I think. I think with him, when he was at Florida, he was a, a wrecking machine playing at the three technique. I think with uh, Derek Brown, you know, he can play your one, even even your zero, right, technique, right, which basically is just a bigger body that can take on, that can help free your three technique. So, you know, I just think it just makes a ton of sense. Um, I know that the I know that some people out there are saying, Hey, they need a corner because they traded, you know, they traded um, Jalen Ramsey. But, at, you know, at this point, I think, you know, your corners, 
or can be your, your corners can be can play at a higher level if you can get that pressure, especially up the middle. I think you know when you watch Derek Brown, he was one of the most dominant defensive tackles, and it was always raising havoc in the backfield. So you know, right here, let's go ahead and stay with Derek Brown. Um, I think that this is just it just makes too much sense. Yeah, yeah, yes, that, that's a great pick for them. I mean, like I said, you put on the tape with this guy, and you can't miss him. And like I promise you, like you have to have to put on the tape. Derek Brown from Auburn, he, he is a monster in the interior, and he can cause havoc for any offensive line. I've, I've seen that. I was just watching his highlights, and I, I was just amazed by watching him. And like I said, if you're the Jaguars, you're kind of like in rebuild mode. So at that point, you want to get the best player available for you right then. So I think Derek Brown, I'm sure he's going to still be on the board for Jacksonville. And let, come on, let's get a tone set up for that D-line. We lost a tremendous leader in Calais Campbell. I know you got your defensive end. He wants out, and you need in Darkway. So they they put the tag on him. He don't want to be there. You lost Ramsey and you lost Boye in the secondary there. So you know, like I said, you know, you still got Mouse Jack in the middle of that defense, and you know, Tevin Tevin Smith. He's still, I guess, he's on a retired leave of absence list there in Jacksonville. Yeah. So yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So you know, we kind of forgot about him. He was a great player for Jacksonville. So like I said, if you Jacksonville, you need somebody to come in there and set that tone for, the, for Jacksonville, and just try, see if they can get back to some, some of their Saxonville ways or whatnot. Yeah, the, it's going to really help out yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, last that that was last year's uh, first round pick. He slid right because people didn't think he would fit in the scheme. But look at him. I mean, he put up some big numbers in his rookie year. Yeah. And just imagine put imagine pairing that you know Hell, that that trio that trio yes. right there, right? So so definitely like what you said. It, if you if you can if you can rush that quarterback to throw in a, a you know a bad pass. I mean that thing is up in the air. You got, you know, you got your defensive backs. They're in the NFL. They are going to fight for the ball. So, yeah, I mean, just you know, Derek Brown is just a monster of a man. He's massive and he's strong, and he was so dominant. And you know, at Auburn, if you guys, you know, put on the tape, go just go on YouTube, just search him. You'd be amazed that you know some of these plays that he was doing. In the backfield, yeah. yeah. All right, so with the last pick of tonight's show, which is uh, pick 10 of the draft, uh, it is the Cleveland Browns. So we have them taking Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia. We were torn on this yep, one. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you want, you can you can mention the other name that we talked no, about. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, we we had mentioned Mackay uh, Beckton. Uh, right, because you know, big old, you know, big man, you know, I think he was pushing 360, and <laughs> his, he just had a great combine. Uh, that was the other offense tackle that we talked about. But, you know, I think when you look at the – when you look, especially PFF is a great source, you know, when you're trying to get, like, insight, you know, they they cover every, every play, every snap. You know, they actually have Andrew Thomas as the highest rated uh, left tackle position and when you look at the Cleveland Browns they're um they're all about um what's the what's the terminology they use um it's it's all about oh my goodness it just slipped my mind so like they do analytics and so I think that analytics is going to play a big role in this um I don't know how comfortable they would feel 
having a left tackle weighing 360 pounds. I know that they did solidify the right tackle with Jack Conklin. Uh, I think that with on Andrew Thomas, you know, when I, you know, when I, the, the tape that I've seen, he's done a great job and he played in one of the best, you know, divisions, you know, in the uh, SEC. So I think that, you know, it just makes, uh, you know, a ton of sense for them to go ahead and, and turn that card in and get their left tackle to help out their quarterback, you know, give them some time to, you know, get that ball out to all his playmakers, you know, you got Odell Beckham Jr., Javon uh, uh, Landry, and then you got um, uh, uh, Njuku, I'm sorry. And then now recently Austin Hooper. So, and then you bring in the new, you know, offensive uh, coordinator from the uh, Vikings uh, as your head coach, Stefanski. So I think that, you know, you solidify that that offensive line. Now you, you allow, you know, Nick Chubb to run like crazy and you allow Baker Mayfield to be Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield when he was at Oklahoma and Texas Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. Um, like I said, if you're, that's great there, Jerry, if you're the Browns, let's you gotta get the offensive line solidified. They got Conkin over there from, um, from Tennessee. They signed him during Frazee. They brought in Austin Hooper. He's a pretty solid blocker, but he's more known as a, you know, a receiving threat, but they say, he, you know, he can do some great, blocking for you too as well and like I said I mean your quarterback what good is it having all these tours for him if he doesn't have time to get that ball out and throw down the field and I think last year I mean if they had better blocking it could have been a difference in their win loss record there's a few games where that loss they they lost the game just because you know the offense line couldn't hold up and Mayfield he was on a run he was getting a hit strip sacks and fumbles or whatnot somewhat so the line you know he was forced into a lot some interceptions last year so that could have been another reason why you know you know he threw so many interceptions that clock was going off in his head mentally because he, he didn't have a choice in the offensive line. So I think it's a pretty good draft at, um draft this year with the offensive line. So I think if, if the, um, the Browns can get Thomas there, that's a great luxury pick for Cleveland. And I'll be, I'm will be i looking forward for some great things from Baker Mayfield this upcoming season. Yeah, and I know that we were going back and forth on tackles, but the main thing was, we you know, we all agreed on the position that they should draft, you know, you know, Block for May, uh, Baker Mayfield and also, you know, for the running game, Nick Chubb, yep. Kareem Hunt, yep. just help out, you know, just that was one of the needs that they had last year too, you know. Uh, Baker, I mean, he did not have a lot of time to throw in the pocket. Yeah. Right. And like what you said, you got Odell, so, yeah. I mean, let's get him, let's yes. get him the ball. All right. So, this is going to wrap it up for tonight's show. Um, so next show is going to be on Friday and we're actually going to have a, a guest. Uh, his name is Anthony Pupo. He is, uh, he wants to be a scout in the NFL. He was actually at the NFL scouting combine this year. So we'll, we'll get a lot of good insight on that as well. As far as, you know, players, you know, he, you know, saw that stood out to him and maybe even some surprise draft picks. Definitely. Yes, Looking sir. We are. All right, guys. Any final thoughts? Um, I would just say, like, um, I don't know if we hit on it yet, but um, the NFL draft, there've been like some changes to that. Um, it seems like the league is leading towards like doing it like via Skype or doing it or some kind of some some way like that, and just have one person there just to call out the names or whatnot. So um, all of that is still in the making right now. There's nothing, no official word yet, 
But that's what that's the way that Lena you know where everything is going on right now in the sports world and in, in our and in today's world, like the world period. Like they're thinking about changing the um the draft way this year. Yeah, just to kind of clarify clarify uh, what what Kendall said. Um, so it's a studio setting, and uh, I think that the there was a report out just just before we got online that all the GMs in the NFL kind of uh, were giving the NFL pushback about pushing the uh, yes. draft back. Uh, um, you know, because a lot of them didn't get to the ten pro days, and you know, it just it comes down to that, but. From the last report that came out from the NFL was, no, they're going to stick to the they're going to stick to the uh, to the date. So you know, you know, it's, it's one of the most exciting times of the year. I know with all the, you know, I, I understand with what's going around the world. I mean, the NFL has definitely done a great job as far as you know allowing us to keep our mind off, you know, keep 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 you know stay positive and whatnot, and uh, yeah, and keep and keep it interesting too. But uh, but the draft, I think uh, I personally I, I would not like them to push it back. I think that the tape speaks for itself. I think that the GMs just need to go ahead, trust the tape. You know, um, if if you need to draft for need, draft for need. If you if you have the luxury of drafting for best available, then draft best available. You know, trust your scouts. They've worked hard. You know, pers- me personally, you know, doing scouting reports, it's it's one of the hardest jobs to do and definitely we'll hear more about it, you know, from, come from coming from Anthony, but just to get a little bit more clarification. Well said, on yeah. that. Thanks. All right, guys. Well, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for tonight's show. Again, thank you so much for listening, you know, anywhere that you are. So California, Texas, Carolina, Canada, there, you know, there's, we have listeners all over, all over so that's uh that's really cool and uh just make sure you guys are following yes. us on you know on all social media platforms uh facebook twitter instagram yes. yes thank you so much guys we really appreciate the support it's it this has been it's been one fun ride and you know we're just looking forward to continue to keep you guys up to date and definitely you know any breaking news we're going to talk talk about it you know the team building aspect. We're gonna we're gonna continue to build on that and talk about that. So just keep stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. And like Fidel said, that's the best way to do it is keep posted with our with our social yes. media accounts. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna go ahead and do it for the East and West Sports Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a safe night and wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> have a good night. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric acid. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy to ESG and social innovation. 
Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.